Whenever you go to Audible, you're looking to solve some type of problem, right? So my membership is an operations products membership designed for the established entrepreneur to take what they need when they need it in regards to their system. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Membership Launches and Community Podcast. I am your host, Sandra DeFreitas. I have a special friend with me today. Her name is Alessia Lozano. And yeah, I knew I was going to mess it up. I know, you were so nervous about it. It's I'm okay. so nervous. I have two family members named Alyssa and one named Alessia, and I knew I was going to mess this up. I apologize. She is a business operations and change management consultant who partners with multi-passionate established solopreneurs to simplify their systems. Hello, is she not someone you need to know? Yes. She is the creator of a digital community called the Workfold Studio, and it's an operations product membership that simplifies systems implementation so that you can stop the research and start building the right systems and tech to, uh, to prep for your business growth. Her credentials include a graduate degree in organizational development and leadership, seven years of human resources, corporate coaching, consulting, and training. That is amazing because my husband was in HR and that is a, that's a heavy, heavy job. <laughs> At least oh, <laughs> <laughs> she is a wife, a dog mom to Four rescue pups. I didn't know it was for them. Getting men to that. We love our rescue dogs. And you enjoy a good enchilada plate. And mm, mm, mm. Yes. Oh. I was saying in tone. <laughs> <laughs> now, we were talking earlier and you got me like thinking about Thai food and now I'm thinking about Mexican food. Not only. Mm-hmm. San Antonio has some good Tex-Mex. So I'm in the U.S. So San Antonio. Oh. I live in uh, Texas, so get some good Tex-Mex over here. Yes, yes. It's been a while since I've been to Texas. I'm going to have to come back. Yes. So you've got a membership, the Workflow Studio. Tell us about your membership. Yeah. So you know Audible, right? Yes. And whenever you go to Audible, you're looking to solve some type of problem, right? Or maybe you're just looking to past the time and you're looking for a book on a particular subject, right? And you like fiction, nonfiction, biographies, but you're going to Audible to take what you need when you need it, right? So my membership is an operations products membership designed for the established entrepreneur to take what they need when they need it in regards to their system. So it's filled with trainings, templates that you need, and it's organized by system type. So if you're looking for client experience, like to design and develop your client experience systems, there's resources that help you do that. If you're looking to craft your sales system and design that, there's resources for that. There's also bonus SOPs. So an SOP library is part of the membership. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is the workflow studio. And so it feels like it solves the problem of wasting time wasting money and energy which is exactly what I teach so I'm so thrilled that you're doing this for entrepreneurs especially those of us who are like I don't like systems or I'm not organized I can't do this you've got it for them absolutely yeah and through their onboarding they're able to learn like where to exactly start with their systems because like you said a lot of people are like 
what do I even build? Like, where do I start? Like, what are systems? Like, those are some questions that people come into the membership having, and then they have access to either ask those questions or through the onboarding, those questions get answered for them. Awesome. And so how do I know where to start with systems? Yeah. Great question. <laughs> that sounds like a game show host, right? Great I, you know, I've always wanted to be a game show host. So, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Real quick. What kind of game show? Does it matter? It doesn't even matter as long as it's something that has like that is strategic. Okay. So I okay. actually just went to the prices right live, which is like a very light version of the prices right. And okay. I've always loved watching Planko with my grandma and stuff. Like I loved watching Planko. But as yeah. I'm sitting in the audience, I'm like, there's absolutely no strategy to this. It is just completely random. So that I think if I were gonna be a game show host, it would have to be a game that requires strategy it's not based on luck it requires strategy so what yeah. you know like i watch survivor because i love the games that they play there's mm. puzzles there's physical ability there's mental ability like there's a yeah. whole range of things i love that i also wanted to be like the game show host of like family feud and let's make a deal like anything anything um yeah just hosted at my house a settlers of Catan tournament what so, is that? Oh my gosh, Settlers of Catan. It is the most strategic game, probably outside of Risk, which I have oh, not played because I'm sure that I'm I'd be completely addicted to it. Uh, <laughs> I but played it's Risk a long time ago in yeah. my family. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so it's an amped up version of Monopoly. It's very strategic and it's actually won awards. And then last year for Christmas, I hosted minute to win it Christmas version for mm -hmm. our family. We had three groups of like four people each. And oh I had slides, I had a spreadsheet, I had <laughs> games, like it it went on for about almost two hours and people loved it. So I'm doing it again this year. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that. Love that. We found a hidden talent, y'all. <laughs> Membership leader and <laughs> game shows. That needs to go in your bio. Okay. Yeah, like if anyone's looking for a game show host for their live event, I am here yeah. for you. Your secret talent. <laughs> okay, so yes. <laughs> so to answer your question, where do you start with systems? This is probably the top question that I get. So I love that you asked. So thank you. Um, so I um, see systems. There's four core systems that make every single business go around, no matter what business model you have or what level you're at. It doesn't matter. There's four things that every single business needs to make sure that they're actually operating. And that is having lead generation systems, which I put marketing under lead generation because that's a form of generating leads. Mm -hmm. So your lead generation systems, which can be a variety of things, right? I just mentioned marketing. There's like social media marketing and email marketing. All of those are forms of generating leads. There's SEO, there's blogging, like those types of things. Lead generation, there's like, you know, direct outreach, right? Like those, those kind of things. So having, you know, some lead generation systems in place is the first of four. Then you need a sales system, which is starts from, the time that somebody says like, hmm, I'm interested, right? They could be filling out a form for service providers, something like that. 
um, going to the checkout page, if you have a product, like, hmm, I'm interested, right? All the way down to your sales process ends when you actually make the purchase. Um, so that's number two of the a core system that you need. The third core system that every business needs, I call client experience systems. Underneath that bucket, you have your like client onboarding, you have your client project management, like the delivery of all of the work, and then you have your offboarding system as well. So that's kind of the third uh, core system. A fourth core system is your client advocacy. This is one that I find that a lot of people just don't think about or don't like put attention to is how are you turning those clients into advocates after they leave your business? Like what is that, what their nurturing look like? What does the strategy look like behind advocacy? And so those are the four core systems. So you have your lead gen, you have your sales, you have your client, like project manager, delivery, offboarding, onboarding, delivery, offboarding. And then the fourth is your client advocacy. And when people say like, okay, that's a big place to start, right? So that first narrows down like the first level of like where you should be focused on. And then you want to ask yourself a couple questions when you're looking at those four buckets, which is like, what's going to save me the most time, energy, or money? So I'll tell you, so right now, like my business is heavily focused on content marketing. So if I were designing systems, I would look for systems around specifically content marketing, right? Because that's where my business focus is at. This is, I'm trying to establish a, a content marketing lead generation, like something predictable, right? So I, that's my focus. That's where my attention's going to go in designing my systems because that's going to help me with my goals, mm -hmm. reach my goals. So if you have, if you're established and your systems are running, you got a lead generation like going and everything like that. Maybe your focus is in the advocacy, right? Like maybe you need to put a strategy in place and design systems. So it makes it easier to follow up and nurture the clients that like your former clients and the, uh, whatnot. So just, I, I call it the system sorter, which is where am I saving the most time, energy or money or make going to make the most money as well. So that is where you would start with systems. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. And you can see this is all very well organized already in your membership. I wrote down the four systems and I'm like, oh, I can see how this is all like mapped out in your membership. What's in there, at least in my head, as yeah. a membership, you know, designer. And so this is fantastic. So, yeah. so what core systems should be developed first in a business? So depending on where you're where you want to save the most time, energy or money. That's when you run through the system sorter. So every business is going to be different. You just know that you want to focus there and then start moving outwards towards like your team development systems, like executive management systems, putting controls in place and management practices. Those types of things are kind of secondary to you having those core systems. But like, you know, with your question, once you know, okay, here's my focus, then you ask yourself, okay, if I'm looking at this from the four levels, lead generation sales, my sales system, my client like experience, which is like your onboarding, your delivery and your offboarding or the advocacy, where is my, what is going to get me closest to my business goals? What is going to save me the most time, energy or money? Because if your delivery for clients, let's just say is all over the place, you're getting, you're, you're having to answer the same question over and over and over. And this is perfect for membership, right? 
you're having to answer the same questions over and over and over from your members, right? You may want to spend some time looking at, okay, how can I optimize the delivery piece of my membership, right? How can I look at this and what questions are they asking? How, what do I have to put in place either before or after in, in this particular area? And that's where you would focus if you're having that struggle and you want to focus in that area, right? Maybe your client advocacy system is not set up. Maybe your client's off board and you're already making money. You're feeling good about everything else, but you're like, there's an opportunity to extend the lifetime value of my customer. Mm -hmm. And I want my, and my strategy this year is to extend the lifetime value of my customer. Nice. Then you would focus in the advocacy and building system. So it really depends on like, what is your goal? And I should use the word strategy because I think people, I really identify that. What is your goal? What is your, what is your strategy or your your number one strategy that you're Mm -hmm. focusing on? And then follow that up with like, how do you systemize that strategy? Where I don't want people to get stuck though, is there are some people sometimes that come to me and they don't have a system at all. And, or they're not, I'm sorry, they don't, they don't, they're not doing the activity at all. Meaning they're like, oh, I need to start blogging. I need a blogging system. So you don't want to create a system for an activity that you're not already doing. So you want to make sure that you're at least doing the activity a few times and, you know, more because then you know, like what needs to be fixed, what needs to be optimized, you know what you need and you can answer the questions that either my membership will take you through or I ask you directly about like, you know, where you might see gaps and what the current state of your system is. So I hope that that answers your question a little bit yeah. more That's great. And I agree. Um, I have seen people want systems for something before they start building it. But every business, everyone is different. So how do you know if this system is going to work for you or your personality or the way that you work? It's like, someone trying to tell me that I need a morning routine and I am the grumpiest person in the morning. It's not going to (laughs) work. 100%. And I always paint this picture of, because almost everyone, right? If if you're into organizing or you're thinking of systems, you watch like Marie Kondo and home edit and all of that. And the way that they approach getting a closet organized, right? Yeah. Follow. What is your natural rhythm? And I used to be a home organizer. That's my hidden skill. Uh And it's like, I would go into my clients' homes and I would say, you know, if I was looking at their office and I would say, let's take me on a journey into your office rhythm. You come in, you grab your coffee, you put your coffee, where are you putting your coffee at? And they're like, oh, I put it to my left. I would have assumed right, right? Because a lot of people were right I put it to my left. And I'm like, okay, and then what do you do? Well, then I turn on my music and then I sit down and I open my laptop. And then what tabs are you going to first? And so it's only through the understanding of yourself and your rhythm that you can really then craft a system that works for you and your brain. So you hit the nail on the head is that you, and so that's why, you know, to kind of further reiterate what I was saying about not building a system before you actually are doing the activity. Because if I were to ask your questions, where do you, you have a brand new office and you've never worked a day in your life and you're like, (laughs) right and you're like and I'm like well you could put your copy to the right and you could then turn on your music and you're like well I hate music right and so you go through you go through all of that like uh, blockage before you even need to you know yeah 
Yeah. Oh no, my coffee goes on the right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I see my like my strategy of, like when I come in, it's like, okay, well, if it's the winter months, the space heater goes on first. Cause that is the most painful thing I'm seeing. Okay. Yeah, coffee goes down, water, planners open. But like I'm totally gonna switch up my office soon. I am just done. Mm. I need to you don't, you don't like looking at it? Like <laughs> I like so I've got this window, like I know we're on video and the podcast is only gonna be audio, but like over there there's this like half circle window, right? Okay. The amount of natural light is amazing. I've just never found a great way of placing the desk so that I'm not because I know people with feng shui are like, do not put your back towards the door. Like, but that's mm-hmm. the perfect thing because then I get the light from all three. So there's three windows. So, and then I thought, okay, so if it's like this, I'll just put my desk this way. There'll be a window slightly behind me, but on an angle. And then the one beside me and the one in front. So I just get more natural light. I hate when I'm here. Or winter. Yeah. Sorry. Or you can put your back towards the door because that's what you want. I mean, yeah, I could do that too. It would probably be warmer. <laughs> you know, maybe I just need to decide where the space heater is going first because that's the priority. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. It's so funny. So tell us, with the client experience, because that's a big thing for me too, especially with people when they have their memberships, if they don't know how to onboard someone, it's like having someone come to their dinner party at their house and they're just like staring at them and they're not giving them instructions like where to go next or what to do next. Or do, they're like, do I take off my shoes? Do I not take off my shoes? Do I hand you my jacket? Do I not hand you my jacket? And so for me, that client experience, that onboarding is really important. How do you make your client experience pop, lock, and drop it? Oh my goodness. So specifically <laughs> the onboarding, you want a... I mean, you hit so many key elements to onboarding, which is you want to set the expectations, right? Um, and I call it like pop is like you want first you want a pronounced welcome. So that welcome you can get super like yourself with that. So you can have something that just establishes you or and and makes them feel whatever you're trying to make them feel mm-hmm. excited. Um, you're trying to make them feel like. It's the start of the trust journey, right? On like, okay, I just bought this thing. And is this something that um, is really going to deliver what it says it's going to deliver, right? So you want a pronounced welcome. Then throughout the the onboarding specifically, you want O stands for like optimized touch points. So you want touch points where you're not delivering so much information. So for memberships, you don't want to dump every single thing into onboarding, Right. You likely want your onboarding like to be spaced out a little bit and hit some key elements. The first thing you want to tell them, and I think this is in your your membership that I learned from you, is in the thank you email, I think you you suggest that you put like the payment, where the payment is coming from, like things like that, right? You want to answer those types of questions immediately and have that as a resource. And then you want to go into like maybe some next steps. That's another kind of touch point in your onboarding. Like what are they doing next? And then maybe you can space out if they have to do some type of like work in the next steps, right? You want to make sure that that's optimized in a way that doesn't overwhelm your audience and also kind of follows the natural flow of like what people would be doing as well. 
and or just following the structure that you need them to follow of your membership, right? So for me, like some of the trainings in there, they have to take this training before they can get to this training, right? In order to learn. And then they can jump into all the goodies in the membership, right? But they have to do those things first because that's going to set them up for success. And that's how the membership was designed. So yeah, so it's, uh, that's P-O. <laughs> like the next P is a, uh, you have to have a proven process. So one of the things that you want in your membership or in any onboarding is that you want to cultivate a quick win and you want to show them that you have a proven process to get in your solidifying trust. So you want to show them like through the through a win of some type of sort that you that you know what you're doing and you said you're going to deliver on the promise that you're going to deliver. And because they've already gotten a quick result and some type of a quick win, that's like really driving home the the trust that they're going to have and following through for the rest of it. So that's specific to onboarding. <laughs> Love it. Can you tell I love like little frameworks? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll I'll mention the lock and drop. So you want to lock in. So you, you make it pop, which is usually happening in, in your onboarding, like making your onboarding pop. Then you want to make, you want to lock in trust with your client throughout your delivery. So if you're talking about memberships, right? Because that, that is what people are coming here to listen to, right? Talking about memberships in your delivery, like how are you cultivating um, these moments of where you can solidify trust? You can do that in ways of like establishing or using opportunities to express your brand values, right? Um, if somebody, if you say you're transparent in your brand value and someone comes to you and they're like, you didn't put this on a website, right? Make that immediate change because then you're put your, you're solidifying that trust. You're locking in that trust client because you're being transparent you're showing a brand value so there's lots of ways to lock in trust and then so you make it pop lock and then drop in surprises so this happens in the advocacy stage where you're dropping in little surprises like little notes you're paying attention to your members even after they off board so let's say a member leaves for whatever reason we don't know and they you want to still keep up with them you want to like Obviously, you want to gather some feedback, right? See if they'll give, they'll be willing to give you some feedback about, about your member. But even six months, a year, two years from now, you want a way to re-engage your, your members to either bring them back or maybe graduate them to something else or maybe it's they need to have a different offer. Maybe they, you know, whatever it might be. So that is how you drop it. Drop in some ice. <laughs> Very cool. Very you. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. What else do we need to know about you or your membership? Yeah. Well, I'd love to just give you a quick shout out because the membership was really the, I feel like it was done well the first time because of the uh, course that I bought from you. Yeah. So I want to say yeah. sometime around a little after Black Friday, I think, or maybe a month or so after Black Friday. Or maybe it was during Black Friday. I can't remember exactly when, but going through your course just put it in perspective, and it made the building of my membership like so much easier than it would have been on my own. And I didn't miss things like, for example, uh, we talked a little earlier on the call, like when um, we talked about like how does what's the membership promise, right? That was big for me because. I didn't realize that when I had this idea, and oftentimes we don't realize this, when we have this idea and we think we know, right? And 
we're like, okay, we're going to have this idea. We're going to build this membership and it's going to have like reoccurring revenue. Yeah, I know that's your plan, right? But what's the actual promise? Yeah. Like, what is it? And you took me through an exercise to help me answer that. And the promise of my membership is to simplify systems implementation. Yeah. I could spit that off and I can talk about it because I went through that course, right? Mm -hmm. Some of the things in that course are like really getting clear on how are you going to save them time? How are you going to save them energy? And how are you going to save them money? And answering those questions as well. I was able to take like those little nuggets from your course and not only make sure that I'm designing a membership that is of quality and I've gotten really great feedback really really great feedback on like my onboarding and how it flows and like all the stuff and that's because of the course that I took and so definitely wanted to highlight you and just give you a shout out and I know that I've told you before but like this is an opportunity to also just share that I wouldn't have known those things and like previous to this call as well like you know the nugget you gave me about lifetime access right like you know, those little things. I feel like I've gotten a lot of value from like your experience with memberships and like putting that course into place as well. And I'm sure your other offers as well. <laughs> but but yeah, I wanted to just highlight those like little wins that I had and that I'm still having and I still refer back to what I call my membership build out notes. I took your course, took notes and have all of these notes. And I, what I didn't say yet was that I was also able to take like how I built this out and turn that into copy because I was able to explain it better. I was able to talk about my promise. I was able to tell people like the benefits and like, you know, that kind of stuff. So it just helped so much. <laughs> like all real. It was like a really, really great. And I'm just so glad I got a got a win and got several wins, not a win. The big win was that it got done, right? <laughs> yes. But several wins and in perpetuity as well. So so I wanted to thank you for that as well. Thank you so much. So that was the structure and style course. And I didn't even think about until you said this, that part of going through that course, which is really, it's under three hours. But yeah. going through it, it's you're building the copy that can be just copied and pasted into your sales page or your sales posts or your sales emails. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Because we do give you a workbook to go through with it. By the way, anyone listening who hasn't grabbed it yet, it's engagegroups.com slash membership course. Engagegroups.com slash membership course. Fantastic. I'm blown away. I, you know, there's something yeah. about... People will write to me and say, thank you, thank you, thank you for this or whatever. I am the worst asking for testimonials. I'm the worst asking for whatever. But when I get on a call with someone, whether it's podcast or I'm just getting on a call with them for another reason, or I got on a call with them because I'm doing like a success panel, which I do through some of my launches, what I hear blows me away. And it just is teaching me that I need to at, like look at this. I have a post-it note that says ask for help because I never oh, really? ask for help. Yeah. I never ask for things. Um, so thank you so much. I really appreciate you with saying those words. Thank, so, thank you. So how do people find out more about your workflow studio? Yeah. So you can go to zero to entrepreneur dot, dot co, not dot com. It was taken. I know. And slash the workflow studio, you can find out more right now. I'm actually running a Black Friday promo, which is lifetime access for $550, which will likely not come back. <laughs> like Cassandra said, no. 
<laughs> I said no. I have to stay. No, but it, it likely won't come back. But if you're not already a member, you know, it's going to be available through the Black Friday uh, for $550 for lifetime access. And you'll have access to all the new things that are um, coming as well, which you'll be able to design your entire customer journey. It is best for, because I love to be transparent, it is best for the entrepreneur that already has an implementer on their team to help them because systems is a lot to take on yourself when you're already focusing on like how to bring in sales, how to bring in leads and all of those things that you're likely should, should be focused on during this stage. So you want your implementer to, to help you out. So yeah, that's how you find that you haven't implemented this stuff yet. You're probably resisting it somehow. So it's probably better to have someone else. Absolutely. And and you'll still be involved. I see you, you know, watching the videos, understanding it, and then saying, hey, implementer, like, this is what I would like you or how I would like it designed. And then your implementer can go in and do it that way and then have access to me for questions through our ticketing service um, and our monthly imp- implementation parties or Q&A. Implementation party. Yeah. I like that. Where we implement one system together. I love that. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to give everyone the website again. Now yeah. you go to zero, spell out zero, said Z or Z, depending on what part, what country you're in. I'm going to say it Canadian style, Z, Z-E-R-O-T-O entrepreneur.co. So zero to entrepreneur dot co you're going to spell it right out there is a button right at the top that will bring you to the workflow studio you'll see it in the in the menu bar too great great website look at you yeah looking good all right thank you so much for coming yeah, and joining us i am super hungry now after speaking with you so <laughs> i have to go find myself a Mexican Thai place. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, which one are you going to choose? Is it going to be Mexican or Thai? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, we just found a, a Mexican place that everyone keeps talking about. It's, it's about 25 minutes away. We just passed by it yesterday and we're like, oh. Both of both my husband and I were like, hey. yeah. Authentic, authentic Mexican food? What? 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 When did this come? I'm like, oh, this is the place everyone's been asking about. So uh, if it were to go way, I'd go there, but that is in our near future. So I'm excited. Thank you so much. Thank you yeah. for listening. And I hope you get in touch with her and like, just check out all of her stuff. Thanks. And see, I have Alessia written down, written down <laughs> on my paper. I like, yeah, Alicia. That's why I messed up. Alicia. Oh my gosh. Can't even rely on my own brain sometimes. It's <laughs> not good. Thank you so much, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.